Hello and welcome to this podcast brought to you by the Isle of Man Anti-Cancer Association. My name is Malcolm and I am a retired consultant surgeon and throughout my career I had a particular interest in the care and treatment of cancer patients. Presently I am chairman of the Isle of Man Anti-Cancer Association. My name is Sandy, executive officer of the association and a cancer survivor. In this podcast we want to talk about young people's cancer, also known as teenage and young adult cancers, something we haven't really spoken about before. Those aged 13 to 24 are a very important group of individuals who are really just starting to get established in life, completing their education, commencing employment, becoming more independent and expanding their horizons. It's also an age where most feel invincible, particularly the male of our species, and that nothing can possibly harm them. However, although rare, cancer can still affect individuals in this age group, accounting for just under 1% of all cancers. The good news, though, is that more than 80% of those affected are alive five years after commencement of treatment. So what types of cancer are seen in young people? Although cancer is relatively rare at this age, there are a vast variety of tumour types seen. Some arise from what we call the germ cell line, remnants of the primitive cells from which all the tissues of our body arise, such as rarer forms of ovarian and testicular cancer. It's also a time when our immune system is particularly active and as a result a number of forms of lymphoma and leukaemia can occur. We also begin to see a small number of the tumours that we normally associate with all older individuals, particularly breast, bowel, bone, brain, thyroid, cervical and skin cancer. As each individual tumour type is extremely rare at this age, this can make it difficult not only for the individual and other family members involved to realise the nature of what's going on, but also on occasions even healthcare professionals. With such a variety of tumour types seen at this age, what pointers may be useful in alerting someone that a tumour may be developing? It can be very difficult. There are two aphorisms that I was told about in my training that probably apply more to this age group than any other age group. Common things occur commonly, and it is more likely for a common illness to present in an uncommon way than for an uncommon condition to present with those symptoms. We're all familiar with the symptoms of the many common ailments that affect us at various times throughout our lives. Most of these are self-limiting, such as coughs and colds, and normally get better over a number of days or a week or two. Occasionally, even in young individuals, problems persist and may only be partially relieved by simple remedies obtained from the chemist. Painless lumps, abnormal bleeding or bruising, or a growing mole are not uncommon symptoms associated with tumours in this age group but are far more often associated with other conditions. However, this is the time to talk to somebody about things, and your GP or practice nurse are probably best. In the majority of instances, it won't be anything serious, but it is best to get things checked out. Are there any predisposing factors that might predispose to somebody developing a tumour at such a young age? For the majority of individuals, it would seem that these are just random events with no underlying readily discernible causal factor. A family history, though, may be of relevance. If your family has a strong history of a specific cancer, particularly if it's already affected a parent, sibling or other older uh, members of the family, then point this out to the healthcare professional that sees you so that they can look to rule this out. So what else can young people do? 
A sound piece of advice is to get to know your body. This is the age when your body is completing its development and will be its blueprint for the remainder of your life. Everyone is different and practically unique, so get to know what's normal for you and check again every month or so. See what areas of your body look and feel like, with particular focus on texture and any lumps. Our bodies are roughly symmetrical from side to side, so if something on one side looks or feels different than the other side, then you must seek advice. Knowing your body could be a lifesaver for you in the future. And the same, in essence, applies to parents, close relatives and friends of teenagers and young adults. This is often a time when friendships are building and developing. You may notice something about the individual which is repeatedly unusual or out of character. They may appear to be feeling tired or not doing things they normally enjoy doing, off their food or losing weight, bruising easily or experiencing a lot of coughs and colds, or they express concern of a small lump they have recently noticed. Whatever the changes may be, and they can be rather subtle or vague, if you care for the well-being of that individual, it must be worth a conversation with them with the advice of talking to somebody about how they are feeling with the possibility of seeking proper medical advice. It may be nothing of concern whatsoever, but a visit to the doctor or the practice nurse could provide reassurance or set them on the right pathway back to full health. You can get more information about young people's cancers in a variety of ways. You can visit the Macmillan Cancer Information Centre in the atrium at Nobles Hospital or contact them on 650735. Or there are a couple of very good support organisations for young people with cancer, the Teenage Cancer Trust, and they're at teenagecancertrust.org, or Teenagers and Young Adults with Cancer, which is tyac.org.uk. Thank you for listening.